For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Okay. Fucking thank God. And I can hear you just fine. Yay. What? You would have think we would have had, we would have had this done, like, like we would have figured this out by now. Um, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> All right, everybody, it's a, uh, it's election week. As we're recording this, we don't know election who the president day. is. It's election day. But oh my god, it is that's... when we're recording this, but not. Yes. Mean. Yeah, we, we don't know. Yeah, it's November 3rd, people. So, so when it comes come out, out, we might know. We might know. I don't know. All the votes still might not be counted by then, I guess. We'll see. But either way, the point is, happy election week. Hope you all voted. Um, for, for Biden, please. It's, <laughs> it's really good to vote. Um, for Biden. <laughs> oh my gosh well it's also really hard to vote for biden because in some places trump voters have been running people off the road um, what yeah i've heard of a couple incidences oh, where Jesus. if like you were on your way to a polling station and you had like a biden sticker um people would like run you off the road and try to prevent <sighs> you from getting there okay Seriously, this has never happened any other election, and to say that Trump does not support violence is total and complete bullshit. Okay, maybe he doesn't support it, but he's not stopping it either. Good, it's all from the internet, so I don't know how true it is, but that's what I've read. Well, here we are boarding up windows because our health department made a thing saying that every single business has to enforce the mass law. Otherwise they can get shut down. So we had people literally shooting up our health department. <laughs> One of them is the president of the bishopric. And now funny enough, um, city Creek, which is owned by the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Cause I can't fucking call them Mormons. Cause they'll get pissed at you. Um, anyway, now they're boarding up their windows because of the riots that, you know, their own people might cause. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> Alrighty. And that's the way the news goes. Well, that's 2020 for you, people. So there's that going on. Yeah. It's election week. In other news, next week will be our anniversary episode, and we're yeah. preparing something real special for y'all. We are. We are. So, so you'll have to keep an eye out for that. It's a pretty big deal. It's pretty crazy. I can't believe we've made it to a year. We've made it a year. And you know what? You guys have made it a year with us. Thank you, by the way. Yes. Thank you. And also, I'm sorry on some occasions Not what I said when I don't remember what I said on my podcast. That's why you don't drink anymore. 
That's why I don't drink. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I don't drink anymore. Okay, so are you ready to uh, dive into the story now? Yes. All right, we're going to talk about the case of Lisa Irwin. Do you know who Lisa Irwin is? Nope, I have no idea. All right, well, Lisa Renee Irwin, last time she was seen was a 10-month-old baby. <gasps> oh, yes. Why are you doing that? Why am I doing that? Because, because people want to know. And I'm warning you, this story has so much weird random stuff. I hope I got it all. <laughs> if there's something I forget and anyone wants to add, please feel free to email us. I would love people's opinions and input on this one if there's something I forget. Because there's a lot of weird bits and pieces to this one that are just so weird. Okay. And just to remind you guys, you can email us um, crimetheoriespodcast at gmail.com. I don't think yes. we've been saying that lately. So We also have an Instagram and a Facebook. Not going to lie, I update the Instagram more than the Facebook. I'll work on that. You should just do both. You can you can update them both at the same time. Um, okay, so Lisa, 10-month-old baby. Her family commonly called her pumpkin pie. See, pumpkin pie. It makes it seasonal. Was she, born in, was she born in October, November? Fallish? I don't think so, because she was 10 months old and the story happens in October. <sighs> Sorry. But it does happen in October. So was she a, a little chunky baby? Is that why they called her that? Uh, maybe. It doesn't say why. I have pictures of her. I'll okay. show you some in a minute. Okay. All right. So the night is October 3rd of 2011. And um, the mom, Deborah, is with the kids. And a neighbor comes over for dinner. And they eat dinner. And the kids play, and the mom drinks some boxed wine. Okay. Sounds like, you know, just what they did the night. And uh, so that night, Deborah put Lisa slash pumpkin pie <laughs> into her crib. Um, they lived in Kansas City, Missouri. And then in another room, she had two older half-brothers, one from each parent in a previous relationship. And they went to sleep and yeah, so the older half brothers go to sleep and the baby gets put in her crib. Okay. So okay. nothing out of the ordinary happening yet. During this whole time, Lisa's dad, he's at work. He had worked a night shift. They have been having some slight, you know, financial issues. Who doesn't at times? And so he was working a night shift. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he comes home after working this night shift around mm -hmm. 4 a.m. And at 4 a.m. when he walks in, there's several lights on in the house. The front door is unlocked. Um, and Lisa's bedroom door is ajar. So he goes in there and Lisa is not there. Also, after more searching, they find several cell phones are missing. What year is this? 2011. Okay, okay. So I was like, yeah, it's yeah. got to be kind of recent if it's um, so several cell phones. So both both parents' cell phones. Did they have more? Apparently, than they had a couple burner phones. Oh, or something. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of a strange situation why they had phones. But yeah, a couple of cell phones were missing. 
So he gets home and he realizes that she's missing and, you know, thankfully reports her missing. Not that it evidently is that helpful in this case, but he does report her missing shortly after 4 a.m. as soon as he realizes that she's missing. So they come and they do a search of the house and search of the area, but no trace of the baby is found. Okay. Okay, so, you know, the police come and Deborah's first on the chopping block. She admits she had been drinking that night. She couldn't 100% recall if the last time she had checked on Lisa had been 1040 or 640. So we have this big wide range where she doesn't know if she checked on her at 1040 or if it had been 640. Well, and okay, that can also make sense, though, if you've been drinking, you know, like, I don't remember, like, if I went up to go to the bathroom, did I check on her when I went there, or I didn't, I don't, I I can see that, no judgment there, but that is a big difference. We don't technically know the time range, so she definitely was checked on at 640, and maybe around 1040. Did they not have a monitor? I feel like they would have had a monitor. I don't know. I didn't read anything about a monitor. Yeah. So I, I think there would be a. You would think. I mean, it's 2011. And the other boys. So the boy, not the other boys, Lisa, not boy, but the boys in the other room are fine. Nothing happens. Okay. Them. And are they right next to their room? Like, is their rooms right next to each other? Like, where are they? I think their rooms are all kind of in like the same general location, but okay. I'm not sure. Okay. So, you know, Deborah was drunk and she doesn't 100% remember facts. Right. So she's, of course, going to, you know, get some hard hits blamed on her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm, grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. On October 19th, they bring through cadaver dogs and they do find a slight scent near the bed. But, Kate, let's also just discuss how little it takes for a dog to find. Like, it right. could have been any amount right and the carpet was like never removed or taken so like they never took the carpet for evidence and parents didn't remove it either so obviously it's not like there's some weird blood stain or anything on there you know what i mean yeah so they claim that there was a hit but the carpet was never removed so i mean could that be a hint because like i don't know there was i mean even like pee you know what i mean like yeah, I don't Kids know. soak through their diapers sometimes. It happens. Or sometimes they fall off on the side and could have been something um, like that. Like, I mean, or could it have been, I don't know, like even like, I mean, babies too, they still spit up and stuff like that. I mean, could have been anything. I mean, it's in their own well, home. It's not like it's outside their own home. And they made a hit. I mean, a hit doesn't technically, I don't know. No, that could be anything. That's her home. I don't, that doesn't really, to me, that's just like, it's, that's her home. Like, of course, it's going to hit in her home. So, and then 
At some point, there were also burnt baby clothes found in a neighborhood dumpster. Okay. They do not believe that Lisa was ever in the dumpster herself. Could they confirm that those were her baby clothes? No, I don't think so. They just added it to like the... Yeah. Okay. So there was so much focus on the parents at this point that some people... Um, actually think there was too much time spent on them and not exploring other options. So like, you know, there's such a short window that of time. the killer got away. Yeah. That some people think that's how the killer got away is that they spent so much time focusing on the parents that they didn't look into the other options. Well, We're talking, there is one point where the cops tell her she fails the polygraph test she takes to get her to confess. But she actually passed the polygraph test. They just lied to her to get her to try to confess something. Um, they didn't tell this woman for like several years that she had actually passed that polygraph test. Oh my god! Oh my god! How it's awful like, has this woman got to been beating herself up already over this? Yeah, you do that to her. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, they definitely focused on the family a lot. But there is some other weird stuff going on here. So we don't know that it's the parents. Like, okay, so once I get into this, you'll see why it does feel like if the cops had been paying more attention to other things even earlier, mm. I mean, that we could have even more. Okay. Okay. So according to other reports, some a neighbor saw their house lights going off between 1030 and 11. Okay. Which is kind of weird because, I mean... The husband didn't on. get home until two, right? The husband got home at four. Four. So if she went to okay. bed somewhere between 1030 and 11 and turned off the lights, why were the lights on at four when he got home? Yeah. Okay. Also, you know, we're not taking into account the stolen phones. Okay. So they did do a trace on those stolen phones and they were always in that neighborhood, never more than a third mile away. And there were even phone calls made to someone a short walk away, which I'll talk about a little bit more in a minute when I'm talking about theories. Okay. And also the screen covers to the windows had been pushed in. Okay. All right. And I do know from um, like geo tracking and stuff like that, phones can be off um, depending on like your service and the ping it just goes off the nearest tower it doesn't technically go off your exact location mm -hmm. especially back in like uh 2010s to 2015s it wasn't precise like right now most of the time it's precise you can freaking tell exactly where you are but because the um phone towers were more like just spaced out it's just going off of what phone tower is there and normally back then they were about a mile apart so mm -hmm. technically they could have been at the house without being directly at the house if that makes sense yeah so i mean there is that that the cell phones were missing um the parents believe just their thoughts they believe she was kidnapped and then sold Oh, God. Um, so she now, if she is alive, she is nine years old. Oh, babies. And a psychic, um, not that this means a whole lot, but it's just a fun fact. A psychic once said that she believes that the baby 
was killed and that the body was dumped along the banks of the Missouri River. Okay. Okay, so let's get into theories a little bit now. So um, one theory is that Deborah, being drunk, took her to bed with her and accidentally smothered her and then tried to cover it up. Okay, now here's my question. If you're that drunk at like 1030 to 11, how do you kill your baby and cover it up being that blackout drunk by 4 a.m.? Only, the only thing would be is if for some reason maybe the husband got home earlier unless there's time stuff or people freaking proving that he was there and then maybe he got home and noticed that it happened and then he covered it up but there's no way he did that like no way i I imagine they probably checked with his like work to see how long he was there you would think now with it being 2011 they would have video surveillance or something what did he do i think Oh, I can't remember 100% strong. I think he was like, I don't remember, but he was something where there was someone who would have seen him. Okay. They would have known if he was working still. Okay. Well, mm, no way. Um, I mean, that would be my only thing is like, if you're that freaking drunk, there's no way that you'd be able to cover it up by 4 a.m. If you're that drunk. Could you have uh, smothered your baby? Could you have accidentally killed her by being drunk and being violent and then realizing what you did and then maybe covering it up? Maybe. But if you're still, again, if you're that drunk, I think it would be really hard to try to cover something up and trying to do something drunk covered up. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Rory, wait, we were talking about um, her smothering and them thinking that it could have been like her trying to cover it up and then we were talking about the husband and how the only way that that would have been plausible is if she accidentally killed their child and he came home from work early but that doesn't make sense because he called didn't he call the cops like right after when he got home yeah pretty close it was very shortly after 4 a.m when he got home so now we'll talk about the other theory which i think I'm siding with. <laughs> All right. So someone, remember how I told you, someone had seen someone wandering the neighborhood late at night with a baby. Okay. So that's pretty No, weird. I don't think you mentioned that. Did I not mention that? Okay. Well, if you did, it was when you got cut off. So there were accounts um, that like neighbors and stuff made um, that they did say that they saw someone walking around the neighborhood with a baby. Okay, so the description is a guy in a white t-shirt didn't see a whole lot more. It would probably have been really hard to, like, kind of tell their, unless you got close up to him, especially at nighttime like that. Right, so there is a guy carrying a baby, supposedly, and... Or a bundle that looks similarly like a baby. Yes, so you remember those stolen cell phones? Okay. Well, the calls they were making were to a person named Megan. Okay. God damn now, it, Megan, Megan. Megan claims that these phone calls were not to her, that she shares the phone call with the roommate. So they weren't her, and she doesn't know anything about the Irwin family. Okay. However, it gets weirder because 
Megan's ex, a guy named John, but went by Jersey, did know the Irwins somehow. I never connected how, but okay. So even though Megan says these phone calls weren't for her, there's this guy who did know the Irwins. And while it's pretty vague, fits the description of the guy wandering the neighborhood, calling her from these stolen cell phones, right? So someone's calling from stolen cell phones. He might know. Supposedly he had an alibi, but we, I don't know what that alibi was because this is like an ongoing investigation. So okay. I'm wondering how credible Jersey John guy's alibi is. What was he doing? Because why else would someone be calling Megan from those phones? God damn it, Megan. Or Megan's roommate for that matter, since she says the calls were for her roommate. God damn it, Megan roommate. Um... Okay, so you never found out how Jersey Shore here was connected? Well, I don't know how he knows them, no. But it, like I said, it does say that he was an ex with Megan, and Megan lived in the neighborhood. So I'm wondering if he wasn't, like, trying to get a hold of her so that he could come there afterwards. Sorry. Maybe then he's wandering, he gets the baby undressed and burns the clothes in a nearby dumpster. I actually... Don't 100% quote me on this, but I think I read somewhere the dumpster might have been outside of the same apartment complex Megan lived in. <laughs> so that's pretty damn suspicious. Holy fuckballs. Yeah. Well, if that's true, which you said you couldn't tell for sure, but if that's true, like, holy fuckballs. Hey, so I really want to know what this guy's alibi is, because... He's looking real suspicious. So you couldn't find his alibi? Uh-uh. Said it may not be okay. out there because this is still an ongoing investigation. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I don't know what his So did they is. clear him as a suspect? I don't believe so. It just said he has an alibi. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean, I mean... I don't think he's been 100% cleared as a suspect. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Chris Watts had an alibi, too, so. (laughs) Yeah, so, I don't know. I kind of lean more towards this random person. I don't know. There's some real sketchy stuff going on. So, what do you think he did with her, then? I'm I'm still guessing. I think the parents are possibly right. He could have sold her. Okay. I mean, babies get decent money if you know where to sell them. Oh, God, that's awful. It's true, though. I mean, for adoption, and I mean, they're they're babies. They don't remember. Parents almost hope that she was sold because then maybe she's still alive. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? Hmm. And you might be able to find out because there's DNA, you know? Possible. DNA is out there, and if someday she said decides to do like one of those DNA tests or whatever. So this whole case, it reminds me uh, of a book I read last year. I wonder, I wonder if this person, the writer, knew about. I'm sure they knew about this case. I wonder if like it was inspiration. I don't know for sure, mm. but there's this book. If any of you out there want to read or listen to on Audible, a book that is similar to this case, but fiction, so slightly less depressing. Check out The Couple Next Door. (gasps) I love that book. 
Mm-hmm. Oh Doesn't it remind God. you of this a little bit? Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it does. Oh my God. That book is fantastic, guys. You got to go listen to it. Go to audibletrial.com slash crime theories podcast. And um, yeah, and you can get this book for free. Holy crap. Yeah, this is a, that is a great book. Didn't I tell you to read that one? Is that the one I told you to read? I believe you so. Just find it. I believe that you did tell me to read it. Yeah. yeah, while I researching actually, this case, this book just kept popping into my head. So. Oh my gosh! Well, actually, I think this one was actually like that book was actually inspired by the Madeline McCain. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I think that okay. she was doing an interview and said that it was more of the Madeline McCain, but this would make sense too. I'm yeah. not sure when she published that. Um, my copyright, at least on this copy, says 2016. Okay. Okay. Minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. When um, I was reading it, some people were saying, "Oh, that's the book based off Madeline McCain," but I don't know if that's one hundred percent true or not. But yeah, that that book's fantastic, guys. It, like seriously, like I am not normally into like freaking, um, you know, fiction freaking books like that. But that's a good one. It's a really good one. Yeah. So. Um, check that out and send us theories on what you guys think happened. Definitely. Yeah, guys, we want to know. You can contact us at Crime Theories Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at Crime Theories Pod and Insta, Crime Theories Pod. Did we're, we're even on Reddit. So feel free to check us out there. Also, I know I said I'm too old for TikTok, but I'm on TikTok now too. And you can find us there too. Okay. So <laughs> there um yeah. One of my favorite uh YouTubers was on there and was like, I have stuff on there that's not on here, but it's on TikTok and I got hooked. Alright. So I am too old for TikTok and I'm on TikTok. So you guys can <laughs> so find us too. <laughs> I guess if you want to check that out, do that. I don't know. Maybe you do. Hmm. Maybe you don't. So, check us out. Email us and keep fucking going.